It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, and the captivating memoir, Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. So, would you like to find and align with your passion and purpose, shift your mindset to be empowered, and create the lifestyle you desire? Today's special guest, Melissa Kirk, helps her clients to understand what their strengths are, identify their blind spots that repeatedly holds them back and align with their purpose. When she does, a transformation begins. The end result is finding an alignment with who they are on a DNA level, discover what kind of work will be fulfilling, elicit passion, and result in more income. For the past 15 years, Melissa has helped her clients with many aspects of their health. She started as a massage therapist and found that she became aware of many health issues that her clients had while giving them massages. She found it very frustrating that when her clients would seek medical advice, they were often told they were fine and nothing was wrong, yet their symptoms persisted. This prompted for her to start on a health journey to learn how to help her clients and address some of her own health issues. She has studied all types of modalities and techniques. People hire Melissa to get results they have sought after, explore her out-of-the-box ideas, use her expertise. She helps them to get to the root of the issues going, going on in their lives and turn things around to match their dreams, goals, and aspirations. Melissa practices human design, scientific hand analysis, theta healing, astrology, and so much more. She is trained in several healing modalities, including food and nutrition, essential oils, myofascial release, zoning, Reiki, and theta healing. Melissa Kirk holds an NDA in business administration and psychology, and you're in for a real treat today. So let me introduce you. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning. How are you? Welcome. I'm, I'm okay. Welcome to fine, a fine time for healing. Thanks. Thanks for being my guest today. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. So t- give us a, a background, please, on, um, on what prompted all this. I mean, I talked about you started with massage therapists, but massage therapy. Uh, and also, but you also talk about in, on your website that you had some of your own struggles. So can you share with us uh, where you're where you started with all of this? Sure. Um, You know, since I was really young, I always liked helping people, and I always felt like people turned to me. Even when I was in high school, I started a peer counseling program where I had upperclassmen assigned to lowerclassmen to kind of help them through the struggles of being new to high school and things like that. Um, And then... I went when I went to college, um, you know, I got really deep into psychology and business and 
just the way that people interact and work, and it really started to help me see a different perspective. Um, I was in a 20-year pretty abusive relationship, and when that was coming to an end, I realized how broken I was. And at that point, I had finished massage school. I had worked in the corporate world right after college for a while, and then I didn't work when I was having children. I currently have three adult children that are in college. Um, But through that 20-year marriage, I really lost myself. I didn't, I ended up, you know, with a lot of health problems. I think from the stress and just the emotional trying of the, the whole relationship. And so I realized that I really needed to work on myself and heal myself or I wasn't going to really be able to do much for anyone. And so part of my journey and the reason why I've done all these different modalities, including the, the hand analysis and the human design and astrology, was really to help me to get a blueprint and an understanding of who I am, what kinds of things I naturally come up against, that when you create the awareness around it is when you can start making the change. And while I was in massage school, I started really understanding the way the body works and the physical symptoms, what they mean and correlate in the real world. And um, it gives you a formula of how to address the issues. So I was getting really sick. Um, I was in and out of the hospital a few times just before I, I left my relationship. And I just really, I was so lost. So one of the first things I did was learn how to work with the body and how to take the signals and the symptoms that you're experiencing and how to get to the root problem of it. Because the fact that you have, you know, liver issues or gallbladder issues, if you've got a heart disease or pancreas, you know, pancreas issues or diabetes, <clears throat> those are all just symptoms. And so I started to really study and go deep as to what was causing those kinds of things. Um, And I also started to realize what my purpose was and why I was here, the impact I was wanting to make, and who were the people I needed to work with. So it started on that whole journey of me discovering myself and healing my own body. So um, the, the tools that I use, like when I use human design or I read someone's hands or astrology, The difference between the type of modalities when, you know, when I was in college and learning psychological testing and things like that, like you have Myers-Briggs or, you know, the DISC or Strength Finder, many people are familiar with those. The problem is, is that you are answering those questions, the questions that in the basis of what the information they're delivering to you is really based on your own understanding of yourself. But when you're really lost with yourself and you're out of touch with who you really are and what you can do, it doesn't make for a lot of accuracy. So the things that, the tools that I use show you your birth pattern and what you, how you're naturally designed, what toolkit you came into this world to use, and then how to implement it. And one of the things as, as you start implementing those things, is they, they can be very scary. I mean, I was told that 
I'm here for my verbal message and my ability to communicate complicated information into an easy, understandable format. And that I'm here to be one to many and in front of an audience and about being seen. That's how I make my impact. And at that time, with all the abuse, I really had very low self-esteem. And the thought of being in front of people or speaking my truth and um, and really making a big impact was so scary for me. So one of the tools that I started to work on myself and to get rid of the old wounds and the baggage and start to understand the root cause of a lot of these things, you know, they go deep back into your childhood. And sometimes you don't even remember some of the things that have happened that are creating your results today. And so I started working in – I. I learned and started training in NLP, and then I also turned to Theta Healing. And Theta Healing is working with the mindset, working with the old belief patterns, and learning how to rewire the brain. So it's kind of like, you know, if you have malware on your computer, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're using an Excel spreadsheet or a Word document. If there's malware, it's not going to operate properly. It's going to be slow. It may, it may have glitches, things like that. So you have to get the malware off the computer. And that's what the Theta Healing does is it really gets the malware out of your brain. Those old patterns of, you know, with money that no matter how much money I make, it always disappears. Or, you know, rich people, if you have stigmas about rich people that they're greedy and out to get you, you know, those are, your brain is not going to allow for your own financial abundance if that's how you view that. The same thing in relationships. You know, if you think, oh, every guy out there, all the good guys are gone, or every guy, they only, they do this and they use you or whatever. So then that's what your experience is going to be because you're programmed to look for that. And so what really helped me with the theta healing was that I really saw what my potential was from getting the hand reading, getting the human design, digging deep into my astrology, you see your tendencies. You see what um, – there's some even predictability in it. But once you start to see, like, what you're capable of and where your strengths are, you can start to own it, and you start having this place of permission. And then if you can change the way you think about things, and get the malware out of your brain so that you can step into that potential. It just really catapults your life. And it's so fun to watch people change and transform and step into something new. And, you know, that I, like I said, this was my own journey of healing. And these were all the modalities I used that really got me to a different place. Mm. Okay. So, Will we see these potentials um, leaking through, showing through before the theta healing, but we just may not recognize them or, um, or may be afraid to embrace them? Are these things, do these things show up beforehand or not until we, we clear out the cobwebs? Um, you, so usually when I'm talking to somebody, and I start talking to them about what their potential is and what their design is and what they're here to do, it's actually very exciting for them. Most people have an awareness of what I'm talking about. But what they don't understand is that it's unique to them. You know, I often tell my clients that 
I'm telling you this, but I don't tell everybody this. Everyone has a different formula. And so what happens is when they realize, you know, there's maybe 20 different ways, maybe 100 different ways of solving a problem, but the way that they solve the problem is unique to them. And when they understand, like, this is the path I take and this is the path that gives me success the quickest way for me, it's like it gives them permission to step into who they are. And it makes the change really fast. And what the theta will do is when you can't seem to get to that next level or you can't seem to get past something and there's that constant struggle, it helps you to move those obstacles out of the way. So most people will kind of recognize it, but as you dig deeper, you know, more things will come to light. More situations and background will come to light that will explain what the block is. And then you're able to move through it with using the theta healing. So can you give us some kind of idea of what theta healing involves? Sure. So it's something that can be done remotely. It's actually... It's called theta healing because the brain is being put into a theta state. There's a meditation, and the practitioner you work with will start the conversation with with the problem that you're wanting to address. And just remember, the problem you're wanting to address is just a symptom of a greater problem, a symptom of underlying background and programs that your brain is holding on to. Now, remember, the, the unconscious mind is trying to make you safe. So its whole purpose is to keep limiting beliefs in place for you for your own safety. But it doesn't have a filter of knowing what is – it's kind of like a four-year-old when you say that, no, you can't have cake for breakfast, and they just think their mom's mean. Right, And then as they get older, they realize like, oh, my mom wasn't being mean when she said I couldn't have cake for breakfast. She was trying to help make me be healthy. And so if you hold on to that four-year-old mentality, and that's what we often do, unconsciously we hold on to those programs that were developed at a very young age in childhood that no longer make sense and maybe no longer serve us. They were put in place for our protection But as you move through it and you start to realize that having cake for breakfast is not a good thing and what should we do instead, like you you remove the program and then you're able to experience something new. And what happens is it's similar to hypnosis. When you watch somebody under hypnosis, their guard is down and that's the time when their brain is in a theta state. And a theta state is where you are most open to change. You're open to suggestion. You're open to healing. And so that's what the, the technique is, is to help you to first identify what things need to change and what beliefs need to be reprogrammed. And then from a theta state, your brain allows for that to happen. Hmm. Okay. That's really interesting. Yeah. And I, and, you know, and as, um, as was said at the beginning of my show, my expertise is in narcissistic abuse. And so I coach people uh, who have been through relationships, whether it be adult relationships or childhood um, 
you know, family trauma uh, or, you know, anything related. So, and a big part of the pain and the suffering that they endure is because of the limiting beliefs that they've been conditioned to believe. So, and, and pretty much anyone who's experienced this in childhood um, has a lot of blockages because they, as, as you said, children block out things. Children don't know how to cope. And so they do things that, that they, they use these maladaptive mechanisms that don't really serve them. They serve them well in childhood, but don't serve them well in adulthood, right? So, it, you know, the subconscious protected them in childhood, but as adults, it's no longer necessary to protect them in that same way. So what I'm hearing you say is these are the things that you help people release. Yes. Okay. When they, when they really start to understand, and, you know, it takes some time to go back and really discover what's happening now in the pattern and where it came from and why they needed it at the time. And again, like you said, how it serves them at that time. And now it's time to move forward and let those things go. And when I'm working with them, I help them to reprogram, release those things so that they can no longer, you know, keep experiencing that block in their life. That's wonderful. So how long does that process usually take? Um, so when I do a session with someone, usually it's about an hour, and the technique is very quick. Um, you know, it can instantly remove. The issue is really discovering what the issue is and getting down deep into the root system of the problem. So when you have a problem, like, for instance, that every relationship you're in, maybe because you've been so programmed with narcissistic people, that there's a large, if you think of a tree, you know, a tree, if you have a big tree, there's a large root system. And so you have to chip away at it. You, you may get, find some of the roots on one side of the tree, and it takes a while to get all the way through each piece. So some people, when they have really deep-rooted problems and experiences, it takes some time to unravel all that. The actual technique of once you've identified a belief that's not serving them that they want to release. Oh, so wow. it's the digging process of getting to which beliefs are holding the tree up, which beliefs are holding up this whole system that's impacting your life and chipping away at that. And, I, and you know, it's just like anything that when we're here on this earth, we are going through this process. It's a lifetime experience. So it is interesting, though. I've worked with people that I... I've looked, we looked back on the progress that they've made and it's like you don't even relate to the person that you were when you started it because you've removed those pieces of you, you've healed the trauma. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like if, if somebody bumps into your, you as they're walking by, you may hardly even notice it. You know, like you kind of notice someone brushed up against you or something. But if you just had surgery on your arm and you have a big open wound, and someone brushes up against you, it's traumatic. It's painful. Like you really notice it. It's very disturbing. And so that's the way the wounds work in the body. If you have a deep-seated wound 
and you never heal it, then every time someone pokes at that wound, it's like getting bumped where you've got an open sore. Mm. So what I'm helping people do is find those deep-seated root wounds and heal them and get them to a place where that when they get bumped, it's not a disturbance. It doesn't derail everything in their life and they fall apart. Mm. So, and it works on every area of life because some of the classes that I teach, because I teach Theta Healing, I certify people to um, use the technique as a revenue stream in their own business. But when you, one of the classes I teach is all about um, disease and disorder and the belief systems that go with um, each type of problem, physical problem, and what the emotions are around it and what patterns they have that develop this. It's why um, disease runs in families, because we have a tendency to have similar belief systems as people in our family, which creates the root of each one of the problems. It's very fascinating when you start to get into there and how how this all works. It is fascinating. What I find is that when people are truly ready uh, and they seek these kind of treatments out on them, you know, by themselves, they're not forced by their wife or whatever, their mother or whoever it is, um, (laughs) that they're much more open to to the digging. there are some people who, who absolutely are terrified to go beyond the surface. So do you find the same thing that, you know, people have to re- be ready to receive that, dig into all of that? Because it, it can be terrifying. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not, especially I think in the beginning, it can be a pretty scary process. And when you start to really understand how you're participating in the problem, you know, oftentimes I, when I was going through all this stuff in my divorce, you know, I was looking at, if you looked up from the outside at the behavior and the things that my ex was doing, it wasn't okay. But why was I in the situation? I had to really start looking at what I was getting out of it, what I was supposed to learn from it, and how to create something different I had to address what the issues were. And so for me, I realized a lot of my issue was not standing up for myself, not having good boundaries and allowing him to put thoughts about myself in my head that weren't true, but I made them true. And so I had a lot of things to undo around that. And even if you have someone with bad behavior in your life, you still are playing a role in it. And that's a really hard concept for people to understand. And absolutely with, you know, I have people a lot of times tell me they get a reading from me or they they start getting a lot of benefit from the Theta Healing or something and they start progressing and they want to give gift certificates to people. They want to fix their husband or their kids or, you know, oh, my my mom really needs this. And I won't even do gift certificates for that kind of stuff. You know, unless somebody has really been wanting it for a long time and it's their birthday and they buy it for them. But I don't, because none of this stuff works if you don't want it to. If you don't want to change, if you don't want to look at your part, you know, I tell my clients, well, I know your mom did all these things to you, but your mom's not here right now. All we have is you. And, you know, you can look at it from a standpoint of it's very empowering. 
it's empowering if you can figure out what your part in it was. And when you change, it changes the situation with other people. And I look at it like a math equation. You know, if you have 2 plus 2 equals 4, and you add another 2, so now you have an extra 2 on one side. If you have the equal sign, you have to put a 2 on the other side also. So you're always equalizing. If you change, changing the equation on one side, they have no choice but to change. Because you change who you are, they respond differently to you. It's an amazing process, and sometimes it's a real head trick that that's possible. But it really does work when you are ready. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, I know that, um, you know, I've had clients who um, came to me because, you know, the wife is like, do something with this person. Do something. Fix this. My marriage is falling apart. And I can only get so far before they just put up a wall and just reject the whole idea because they don't want to look at the childhood pain. And, you know, and I believe, as you do, that what we're suffering with now goes way back. I mean, this is, so many of these things are very, very old, limited beliefs um, that have formed for other reasons. So um, I think what you're doing sounds marvelous. When do you incorporate the hand analysis and the human design and the astrology? Well, usually what I do is I will do that first because that's essentially their blueprint for success. And it's a real way of laser focusing exactly who they are and what they're here to do. Because most people are confused. Most people, even a lot of times I was working with one of my clients the other day, and she has a very simple design. She is amazing at what she does. And when she sticks to the the skills, and the problems that she solves in her design, she has amazing results, but she's always wanting to complicate it or make it, you know, so what else or what else, what, what can I do? How do I change this? And I, I keep going back to her and saying, you really just, this is your formula. And, the, and then working on the mindset of either the fears that come up, like for me, the fears that came up was, I was told I'm supposed to be in front of an audience and speaking and doing, you know, being seen. And I was told for 20 years that I was ugly, that I was disgusting, that I was incompetent and everything. And I now realize that that was the narcissistic way of keeping me under control. Because if I realized really my gifts and the things that my ex saw in me, he was afraid I would leave. So his way of controlling me and keeping me, right, this is narcissistic behavior, was to put me down. And so, but after 20 years of it, you start to believe it. Now, now when, yeah, so now when somebody is telling you this, now you believe that you're ugly and disgusting. Why would you want to get up on stage in front of a bunch of people that are just going to think you're ugly and disgusting, that -hmm. are going to think that you don't have anything positive or valuable to say? Because those were the programs in my head. And so no matter how great your chart is and how much potential you have, until I started to undo those programs about who I was and how terrible I was and all all the bullshit that somebody puts in your head, I really couldn't step into my purpose. 
And so the theta really helped me. The theta healing helped me to cover where those wounds were and start healing them and help me to have a better self-image, help me to get out of my own way because I no longer feel that way about myself. And it, I mean, it's an ongoing process. You know, I still do theta work on myself on a regular basis because for me, like I always want to go to another level. I always want to get, I always want more. So it doesn't really stop. It just, it just evolves and gets better. And so that's what I usually, how I work with people is giving them their design and their success blueprint and then helping them implement it. Because oftentimes it's like if you gave somebody a diet program and they don't know how to cook and you gave them the exact formula for them to lose weight, but they have no idea how to implement it, right? So I give them their blueprint for success in life and then I help them to apply it. I help them to see where things can shift in their business, how they, most people are hiring people and doing things that are maybe not exactly what they need. So, for instance, like if I see somebody that is really good at one thing but other things are not in their chart, then I will help, encourage them to hire someone to do those things that they need help with the things that is not their genius and keep them doing the things that they're brilliant at. That's what they should be spending most of their day doing. But until they get this information, they're not even aware of what that is. So I help them to really understand these are the jobs that you do throughout the day. These are the, this is the position you hold in your business. And these are the places that are not your genius and someone else needs to do it for you. And, you know, they get this sense of relief. They're excited, right? Because when I tell them that, they realize, you know, how they're not built for accounting and they're always doing their books. And it takes them, you know, eight hours to do what an accountant does in about 20 minutes because they don't like it, they're procrastinating, they're not organized because it's not their thing. And so when you start, like, offloading tasks, to the expert or hire somebody to fill that position and you're no longer doing the things you hate, it changes their whole attitude. But sometimes there's beliefs in there that prevent them from stepping into that or they think they need to overcome. You know, they feel like, well, if I can't do my own books, then, you know, I'm not very smart or I really shouldn't be in business. Instead of looking at it like, I'm just going to do the thing I'm great at and let someone else do, get support. So in some cases, they've learned that they don't know how to manage money well because their family never managed money well, or there's patterns in money beliefs going out throughout their – so then that shows up in their business. And until they change those beliefs about money, they don't – ever see a change in their finances. They can never get to the next level because that pattern comes back in. But Mm -hmm. once it's released, then they can excel. Some people are worried about making more money than their parents. Like it's disrespectful if they make more money than their parents. So they never get past a certain level so that they keep that. And so when you remove that and start looking at it from a different perspective, then it opens up the ability and the room for the success that they're really wanting. 
This sounds so wonderful. I mean, uh, you know, I love the work that you do. This is incredible to be able to release all those things. We all have hangups, you know, we all have areas that we're blocked in or, you know, where things aren't working perfectly. Nobody has clarity in every area of their life. So like, you know, life is, life is full of twists and turns and challenges and things like that. And um, it's not so easy to navigate the process. So once you release something like this, then it's, it's gone. Once you release this belief, this negative false belief, it's gone. It is gone there. And um, if it starts showing up again, so let's just say like you can you you only can make $150,000 a year and you never get past that. So if we start working on the root system of you know that if I make too much money I look greedy or if I make too much money I'll become a target because everyone will want money from me. Right? These are the kinds of beliefs that keep you stuck in small and not able to make more money is that I'll become a target. Everyone will want money from me, thinking that your, your views on rich people and how they're either greedy or they hurt people or things like that. So you could work on all those beliefs and, and get rid of all those programs that you have. But then, and it will go away. But there might be another root system that is tied around the disrespect of making more money than your parents or when is having enough enough or knowing like if I, if I make a lot of money, I have to work really hard and then I won't be able to have a relationship or family because sometimes we hold dual beliefs like that. It's like we have to pick one or the other. So the second piece would, we'd have to remove that part of the belief and reconcile that you can have both. You can have a career, you can make good money and you can have a family and you can have a spouse. So, you may clear up one piece of it and then realize there's another whole root system from a different place, from a different mm-hmm. set of issues. So right. yes, they, once they go away, they are removed, but we all, it's a choice too, right? I can't remove belief systems from you and reprogram your brain without your permission. And if for some reason there's something that your unconscious mind feels is unsafe, then it's going to put those belief systems back and you have more work to get the root system to diminish. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. No, it, it makes total sense because I find the same thing in my work and even with myself that um, you reach plateaus um, where you, you, can, uh, you can heal certain areas and then you feel great, but there are layers and levels because yeah. because life is built on you know we layer all our experiences and we don't necessarily work through most of them so we um so yeah you'll feel great and then all of a sudden there'll be you know a downward slide and you're like and and it's very disappointing when that happens because you just think oh so I'm back where I started from but that's not true um, it's just that your subconscious is only going to let you look at what it thinks you can handle at the time. And then when you right. reach a pl- plateau with that, it'll let some more up. And this could be a lifetime, a lifelong process, right? 
Yeah, that's what I, you know, when I work with people and they, they start to get frustrated sometimes because you have to keep going back to when there's something deep rooted, there's lots of moving parts to it and we're multidimensional, right? So, and I just tell them, you know, as long as you're on this earth, you have more work to do. That's how I see it is that it's always, but you have to know the, notice the progress. I had a client that it, I helped her with weight loss. She weighed over 430 pounds, I think. And she lost without getting any kind of gastric bypass or any kind of surgery. She lost like 250 pounds, but she still was a lot heavier than she wanted to be. Right. I kept, I had to keep reminding her, look where you were, you know, yes, you don't have the, the, uh, you know, playboy bunny model look <laughs> yet, you know, right. you're, but where were you? You have to keep it in context of you've lost over 200 pounds and you did it on your own. You did it without surgery. You did it without medications. Like that's phenomenal. And so, but there's more, right? There's more, there's, because once you get past the, the part where, you know, you can make more than 150,000, then you get stuck at 500,000 and you have more belief work at that level to get to the million, right? It's the same with the weight loss. It's the same with relationship. Like at first, you know, you're working with someone so that they can attract their soulmate. They can find a healthy relationship, but then stuff happens during the relationship and this perfect person that you met 15 years ago, they're not so perfect anymore. And so you got more work to do on yourself. Like, why is this coming into my reality now? And I always look at whatever's coming into me, like, what am I supposed to learn from this? What am I supposed to shift in myself to create something new? So it's a, it's, it's ongoing. It, it's like you never really arrive because life is a journey. You know, it's not about the destination. It's about how you get there. Right. And as soon as you get there, there's a new destination. Like we're never right. stagnant. There's always something else. Right. And I think most people would like to have a quick fix. And when they look at something, you know, um, a modality like this and they think, oh, well, we can get this, you know, gone. They think, okay, good to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Exactly. They're like, good to go. Exactly. And then, then it comes yeah. back and it's like, oh, I don't want to keep doing this. Why do I have to keep doing this? So um, that makes sense. But, you know, the thing about money is uh, my question is, do we all have the capacity to make lots of money or is that just not in some of our destinies, our charts, our, you know, our, um, you know, life plan? Well, I think that there's definitely some people that come in with a chart that is really made for the material world. But some people, everybody has the potential for money. And if you step into your formula for life, money is kind of the byproduct. You know, when you take a medication and there's side effects, that's kind of what you do. When you align with your purpose and you align with your skill set and you do you, you do what you're designed to do, the money comes. You know, when you follow who you are, then the byproduct of being you and stepping into your genius and doing the things you're designed to do, the byproduct of that is more money. And yes, it's just like, you know, some people learn to play a sport and they have to, 
you know, really practice and they have to train hard and be in their best shape while someone else just like walks up and naturally they're good at it the first time they try. You know, we all, we all have the ability to be amazing at whatever it is that we put our mind to. And I do think that anybody can be prosperous and their formula for being prosperous is really their authentic self and really the impact, whatever the impact is that they're here for is stepping into that. I think that's when the money comes and when you really get, because it's changing your vibration, right? I'm also a law of attraction coach. So, you know, your vibration allows for whatever your vibration is, it invites things in at the same vibration. And so as you raise your vibration, because you're doing the work you love and you're finding more satisfaction and fulfillment, then your vibration raises, which allows for more money to come in. And one of the things, too, is that people really, um, they really feel like they, it's easier for someone else or when you watch other people's results, they don't really, you know, we compare ourselves and we don't really know what's going on for the other person. But I've worked with a lot of very wealthy people and they come to me because they've got all this money, but they're not happy. You know, other things are missing in their life. You know, if somebody's health is, is a problem, it doesn't matter how much money you have. If you're going to die and you don't know how to fix that health problem, money doesn't matter. And so most people are usually have an area in their life where they're pretty good at, that things are going well for them. But it's not always, even if they have money, they may not be experiencing the fulfillment they're looking for. And so when you start to understand, like, what you're here to do and find what your passion and purpose is, and figure out how to align with your chart and what's easy for you, and that's what you do most of the time, then the fulfillment comes in. Then the, the relationship comes in. Then your health will improve, you know, because you're changing on the inside. You attract different things. So I think everyone yeah. has that potential, yeah. It's so important for us to embrace who we are on really on all levels, the ones we like, the ones we don't, and accept those things. And, you know, like you were talking about in the beginning, like you were told that you were ugly, but yet you were supposed to be in front of people. I mean, um, until, until you release that, that thought that is hanging you up, you're not going to be able to move forward. Um, and the other thing is that I, as I was listening to you is um, that we tend to measure ourselves against other people instead of finding out who we are, what our goals are, what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are, and be really uh, empowered by the self. And, um, and, you know, there's so many people that have come to me, and when I say, you don't have to do that, you know, you have a choice. You can be who you are. You don't have to do any of those things. And they say, really? Really? Yeah. I can really be who I am? You know? And it's amazing. <laughs> isn't it amazing? It's amazing how many people think that. Like, they don't. I feel like a lot of times I'm just giving people permission. Yes. Because 
they think that they can't do stuff, but I don't know where that came from. Right, right, exactly. So, you know, I've had people give up careers because the career that they chose was only for the purpose of maybe impressing the parents or or something like that, but they never fit in. And they wondered for years why they couldn't fit in, why their jobs never worked out, you know, in this area. Because the area is not what that what their purpose was, you know, what their fulfillment was. And, you know, when they let that go, which is scary because it's like the floor drops out from under you. It's like, oh, well, who am I, who am I if I'm not this? Uh, right. And it's, it's scary to take that leap of faith. But what you can build on the other side is so much more uh, beneficial and, and wonderful to our lives. Yeah. And it, it gives that when you have that sense of fulfillment and when you're making the impact that you are here to make, it totally changes your life and the focus. And, you know, you don't feel like you're going to work every day. You want to get out of bed because you want to help those people or you want to make this impact or create, you know, some people are here to create widgets or, you know, things that expand for humanity. And some people are here to make, you know, people that have a calling to teach, you know, not everyone can spend that kind of time with our children and, help them grow into, they don't have the patience for it, you know, or whatever. But when we do the thing that we are really designed to do, the impact is so amazing. And the fulfillment for that person stepping into their purpose is, it's just such a life changer. Yes. And I know that, uh, you know, you sound like you love what you do. I know that I love what I do. I I say I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't do anything different. This is it. But it took me um, over five decades to figure that out, you know, right. going through different changes, um, being a mother, being a stay-at-home mother, um, and then realizing I was going to be an empty nester and who am I when this happens, and, um, just, and then healing the past. And there's so many different things that can, you know, that bring us to where we are. So, you know, people, a lot of people will say to me, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I just don't, I don't even have a clue. So what you do is really bring clarity to that, right? Yeah. I really help them to, um, to find their role in life. And once you point it out to somebody, they can really step right into it because they actually – usually are aware of it. They just don't know that that's the thing. That's their one, you know, they're trying to figure out 20 other options. And when they find their one thing or their, their place, their role, you know, some people are always trying to be the worker bee and they're made for management. Or mm-hmm. they're here to be the creative and give guidance, but they're doing all the work. You know, they're, sometimes it's just a shift in, in embracing their gifts. And they know that they're there. They just don't realize that that's what makes them feel fulfilled. That's what their genius is. And that's what they could do all day without getting tired or without getting burnt out. Like they, it fuels them and makes them feel better. So places, when you, when you look at a human design chart, you know, there's places that have energy. And so there's, like, physicality behind it. There's other places that are about mental acuity, and there's other places in there that it's about, you know, the collective and how we do things for the tribal. 
And then there's other places of personal empowerment. You know, so depending on how your chart's created, you are here for a certain role. And that role, once you find it, is what just shifts everything. So I, I find it very hard, difficult to acknowledge that on my own. Like I needed mm-hmm. this outside information and to see it on paper that this is what I'm for. And then my brain starts connecting all the ways that I do these things that I wasn't really aware of. That's what it did for me. Well, it sounds like it really changed your life a lot. So are you noticing um, that with COVID, there's a lot of frustration in what people are supposed to be doing because, you know, they're all of a sudden they're doing it virtually and um, it just may not have the same satisfaction that it had when they were going into an office or, and, and socializing with others. So are people having a tough time with this? Oh, yeah, I think that a lot of people are struggling with um, the lack of socializing. Some people are really designed like where they have a lot of holes in their own chart and they use people around them on teams at work or relationships at home to, to really plug in those gaps. And now they're not, you know, they're not around people. You know, we weren't made to be in isolation. I don't think human beings were ever made for isolation and being alone. We're made for being with the other. And so I think that a lot of people are challenged in that. And But I think that people, the people I've been working with, they've been able to find where they can make it work and what will um, help fill those gaps. And, you know, sometimes even just like on a Zoom interaction, you can sense the energy of the other people and feed off of that and get, get the gaps filled where you need it. But I do think it's definitely been a challenge, and I think a lot of people have really had to change the way that they do business, and it was a struggle at first to figure out how to do that. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the next steps are. But we're really yeah. moving into an age. A lot of the studies I've done were really moving into an age of people being all about more their their individual self and what they're, um, you know, like performing. And it's not so much about the collective. We've been in an age of planning and collectiveness and for the other, for the tribe, for the well-being of everyone together. And we're moving more into the self. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have a lot more to give to others when we've taken care of ourselves first and things I'm, I'm seeing a big shift to that. So, Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So what about um, people who have lost their jobs, you know, and they're now, they're now what, like, what do I do? I can't find a job, you know, what do I do? Or, or people, well, I guess that the modalities that you use are really you know, that's, that's the key. That's the key to helping them discover these kind of things and then uh, figuring it out. So, so the work that you do is, is so valuable to so many people. Um, how, how do people contact you if they want to um, engage you? Um, they can just go to my website. It's melissakirk.com. So it's M-E-L-I-S-S-A. K 
K-I-R-K.com. And there's a place just to reach out to contact me, and then there's also a place to sign up for any of the services and find out about upcoming classes and things like that. Okay. So I do some money programs, working on money issues, and I do, you know, just various different classes that they can sign up to get on my mailing list, okay. and they'll be notified. Yeah. And you said that you teach Theta Healing? I do. So I certify people. I teach a class where you can actually be certified to teach or to use the technique on your own clients. So, you know, I've had a lot of coaches, like weight loss coaches, you know, the, the whole um, diet and exercise part of their programs work really well when they start working with, you know, them retraining the mind to think differently also. And so I've had mm-hmm. a lot of people coming through to enhance their current services. Yes. I think it would enhance my services. I think it would be very, very helpful. Um, so I'm yeah. definitely going to look into that. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> so what else do you want to share with us? Um, as we, you know, we're, we're winding down. I asked you, you know, several questions, but is there something else that you think is important for us to know about what you do? Um, well, I think what one of the main differences in how I work with people is it's very customized to you. It's very much, you know, you finding yourself. And I think that the biggest key to making change in your life and stepping into who you really are and achieving the success you're looking for is to be your authentic self and knowing who you are. I think that that's the first place to start is the self-discovery and then owning it. You know, I, I know a lot of times in my life that, I've kind of hidden who I really was or what I really thought. And when I learn to embrace it and be authentic, you know, it doesn't mean that you're always for everybody. It doesn't mean that um, everyone's going to resonate with what you have to say, but what happens is you find the people that do, and it's a really different bond, and it's a really different connection because when you start being who you are, it just, that's the key. I really think that when you have permission to be yourself and you know what you're, how to live authentically for you, you make no excuses. You make no apologies for who you are. And the people that really resonate with that come in and you have this connection that's really genuine and you really learn from each other. So that would be my biggest piece of advice is You know, I tried all the cookie cutter types of programs like, you know, create this program and do this and write this sales letter and send this out and you'll make a bunch of money. And I think the reason it doesn't work is because some people aren't meant to send out emails. Some people aren't meant to, you know, have an online process. They're meant to be more in person. And then that's a struggle because of the current things. But, you know, I know several networking groups that are – really being successful now um, because they do have the personal connection. They are meeting online, but there still is very, it's very personal and very unique to their own process. So I think that's the biggest piece and the biggest takeaway is find you. Yes. Thank you. I mean, that is, that is the perfect takeaway. When we are authentically you, 
us, authentically us, um, a lot of the fears about living go away because yeah. we feel powerful in our life. And so many of the fears are based on, um, they're based around issues that we're having, you know, with liking ourselves and uh, putting ourselves first and um, putting boundaries around us so that we can protect that person. And, you know, once people always say, many people say to me, I should say, that they're so afraid that how are they ever going to face life again because they're so fearful when they come to me. But I find that when they embrace who they are and decide they really like who they are and that they're willing to protect that at any cost, so many of the other fears just melt away. So this is so important. I love the work that you're doing, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And thank you for sharing that with us today. It's, It's been really good talking to you. Yeah, my pleasure. It's really nice to hear and be connected with people making that impact. It's so important. Yeah, yeah, it is so important. So, um, again, it's really been wonderful having you, and I hope you have a wonderful day and keep up the good work. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, So I wanted to tell all of you that on this Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern, um, I'll be doing my show about narcissistic abuse. I'll be hosting and speaking either during the show. I will take your call. So if you have any questions or comments you'd like to make around narcissistic abuse, you can call 424-220-1801. Call into the show. The show starts live at 11 a.m. Eastern. It runs for one hour. Um, I'm also in between going to be talking about how to communicate with a narcissist, which is something we all need to understand. So tune in. Um, You can go to my website, randyfine.com, and go to the podcast page and click on it. It'll take you right to the show to listen. Um, Or you can um, look up the link through any other, uh, through iTunes or through Blog Talk Radio itself. And you'll be able to click on, you know, to come right to the show. It is, you know, web-based, so it's about clicking on a link or connecting with the show by calling in. So I would love to hear from you. Um, Don't be shy, because what you have to say is important for everybody to hear. So please feel free to share. And that is what I have to share with you today. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 